Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. What a treat to have our very first male guest on the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. Danny Dang is a transformative mindset guide, intuitive numerologist and medicine man. And as a bridge between the worlds of spirituality and modern business, Danny serves to break down the layers of separation that currently exist in humanity and we pretty much cover every part of it today. So welcome, Danny Dang, to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. You are the first male that we have on here bringing that masculine energy. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here, Sally. Something that I've been looking forward to since we last spoke and you asked me to be on. Oh my gosh, same. I'm so excited. So we connected last July, I think it was. And since then, you've been to Bali, Australia. You've been all over the place. Can you share a bit of your story and and a bit of your magic with us? Yes, Absolutely. So yeah, so I've been in personal development. I mean, you could say full on for probably a couple of years now. And you and I first connected uh, through Become, which is one of the first programs that I ever did as well. And that is something that shed a lot of light on like this whole new world that I didn't even know about. You know, that's when I learned about coaching. I learned about personal development. I learned about self-help. From from there, doing what we call the work, there was so many, you, I would call them unveilings even, as we continue to, to dive in and learn more about ourselves and figure out what's not ours, like we just allow that stuff to fall off and come back to our truth. And through that process and then learning how to listen to my intuition, it led me to quit my job in the US. I was a retail store manager, scaling my way up the company and the way things unfolded, it was like move to Bali and I was like, all right. So I quit and I moved to Bali and it's where I met with Tess Martin, my former partner. And yeah, I attended a retreat out there. We lived there for about four months, you know, just really diving deep into the culture. For me, it was a beautiful time for just transformation and really coming back to myself and learning more about myself that I didn't even realize was there because I've been working since I was 11 years old and I'm 27 now. And I just stopped working like for somebody else, essentially in August of last year. So for me, I was in this space where I honestly didn't even know who I was. So it was finding myself all again. And and if you've ever been to Bali, you know that Bali just has has a way of bringing your shit up. I have not been to Bali, but I've definitely heard that. Oh, yeah. Just energetically, it just has a way of getting you to face the things that you pretty much source is, is saying that you're ready to face. You know, so... Whether you go there on a vacation or you go there on a spiritual journey or you go like for whatever reason, one way or another, something will happen. You could have this massive awakening or you could lose your cell phone or somebody could steal your luggage. And either way, it's going to make you face, you know, these issues that you maybe didn't even realize that you had. Yeah. Right. And and yeah, Bali was amazing. It's beautiful. Before Christmas, we moved to Australia to 
Ballarat, Victoria. I spent two months there. It was awesome. It was really cool. The weather's a little crazy, but I'm used to that. Yeah. And then in Australia, there was just even more realizations and Christmas happened. The New Year's happened. New Year's has always been a really big thing for me, just symbolically. It's another way of restarting and refreshing, but at the same time, not forgetting the experiences that we've accumulated thus far. And New Year's, I had an incredible, incredible medicine journey. I had this mushroom journey and I tripped right into New Year's, right until midnight. And for me, the journey that I had was absolutely ridiculous, you know, because what I had asked for initially was just to allow what no longer would serve me, what has been inhibiting me for this time to fall away with this past year, to come back into my truth, to realize what the next steps are specifically, because at this point I was in a point where I was a little, I was a little confused in exactly what action to take next. And, and it showed me everything. It gave me the message that I needed to come back to myself, not just physically, not just emotionally, not just mentally but completely come back to myself and into ground because you know, the coming year was going to be my decisive year. So I'm also an intuitive numerologist and, and in numerology, we're able to decipher what's called this, a deciding age or a decisive age. If this year is the year that you experience what we're only allowed to call incredible transformation. And for me, it was, it was the year of turning 27 and my birthday was 12 days after after New Year's. I was born on the 13th. Oh, and that's big. Yeah, so it was that. And then when my birthday happened, it was almost like a stronger or a louder message, but it was the same one. And of course, there was these battles with my ego and all of this just uncertainty and confusion because for me, I felt like I had just been like, go, 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 like just flowing with this amazing current of life, which has been incredible. But in that process, I overlooked a few things. I overlooked a few things that I was neglecting in myself. I overlooked how I had my priorities organized and a lot of stuff had changed. So well, around my birthday, it was just like at this point, it was just like, all right, this is, it's going to happen. You can either resist it or you can just allow it. And of course- Resisting it never works, does it? Never. You'd think that we'd learn eventually, right? Yeah. But I decided to just go with it and allow myself, allow it to happen. And, and how it manifested in physical form was we ended our relationship. And then I also stopped collaborating with the Limitless Love team that I was working alongside. And I didn't initially know where I was going to go next. I didn't know what I was going to do. At this point, I'm just like, what's the point of me staying in Australia, right? I didn't see the purpose there. And I remember I was packing my bag because we were going to fly out to the Gold Coast next day anyway. Fish packing and I sat with myself and I just dropped in and I said, where do I go next? It's a breath work. And then clear as day, I saw the outline of a shape. It was like a like on the map. And the shape was an island. And it was the island of Puerto Rico. Wow. So I was like, okay. Puerto Rico. So I booked a flight to go from Gold Coast to Sydney to Dallas to Puerto Rico to, to fly out the next day. And I didn't know why. I didn't know for what. I just knew that there was a calling. It's in Puerto Rico. And I was like, all right, I'm not resisting anymore. So I'm trusting this. I love that you actually surrendered to that trust and went, okay, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, like Puerto Rico of all places, like I've, I've had a longing to go to Puerto Rico for some time, like to return there. My mother's from there and things like that. And I always knew I'd go back, but I never knew it would be in that situation, in that context or anything like that. And I was like, all right. So I went to Puerto Rico and I spent a month in Puerto Rico spending time with family, which is amazing. And more importantly, I had the opportunity, the privilege to travel across the island and visit the sacred sites that contained culture and, and ancient wisdom from the native peoples that lived on the island before the Spaniards came and 
colonized. So the Puerto Ricans, their Native American is the Taino. So I was able to visit all of these locations that honestly just, I, I did not feel like I was on that island. I didn't feel like I was on this world, like on this planet. From going to caves that are almost into the ocean, like just covered in petroglyphs to an incredible rainforest that at the top of the trail you're at the top of a peak and what this did for me not only strengthened the connection that i have with my ancestors the other message that came through was this is where you're going to have your first retreat oh so, that's exciting this hasn't been announced too publicly or too widespread but i'll be hosting my first retreat before the end of 2021 in Puerto Rico. And I know now that that's why I went to Puerto Rico, just to start that process. And how significant so, culturally and just, oh mm. my gosh, that's so significant for you to go back there. Yeah, it was it was nuts for me. Like as I'm speaking to you now, it's like this realization, it's like it's coming back to myself. Yeah. So yeah, so I spent I spent a month there and then, then I had a good friend, Brooke, who was hosting a retreat in Bali. And conversations with her led to me going to facilitate to go support. So I booked a flight to Bali. That's what felt right. It's what, what Source initially wanted. And I, I went to Bali and it was right before the coronavirus got crazy, right before you had to wear masks and you had to stand six feet apart and wash your hands all the time, which I think people should be washing their hands anyway. Yeah, but it makes sense. <laughs> It was it was wild. Even that experience in itself of being in Bali for another three weeks and, and being there in a completely different position as well. I was single. I didn't have attachments to like other groups. And about a few days after me landing, the retreat got postponed. And I was like, oh man, I was like, so what now? Because not only did the retreat getting postponed kind of bring confusion on my plans, before going to Bali, I had somewhat of an idea of what I was going to do. It's like, I'm going to go to Bali and then I'm going to go to Arizona and attend a retreat. And then I'm going to go here and then I'm going to be here. And, and it was set. And then this pandemic comes across and then all of a sudden it's like. <sighs> yeah. So were you stuck at Bali for a while or were you able to go home? I, I was able to leave, but there was a point where I felt like I couldn't leave. And that was due to finances and just Bali bringing your shit up, like I said. Oh, doesn't it always? <laughs> it was so so powerful and i can just laugh at the whole thing because i remember just points when i was there and i was just like frustrated or just like annoyed you know being in personal development we get to this point where like when we realize when we meet resistance we know that something's to be learned right you know or we have those precursor triggers of okay shit's about to come up or like shit's coming up or something's here for me there's a lesson right like we know that and for me, I was just at this point where like, I was noticing all the signs and I'm like, all right, I'm here to learn something. Something's supposed to happen here and then I'm like, I'm ready. And I started to get impatient because I knew that there was something there, but it wouldn't yeah. come up, it wouldn't release, it wouldn't let go. I wouldn't go through the process. And I was like, ah, I was like, I know, I already, we have this awareness, but I'm just like, it's like, I know something's supposed to happen. Okay. I'm ready for it to happen. Why is it not happening? And that and was I didn't part of your lesson as well. We exactly. are human. We've got to feel all that shit, right? Exactly. And then I realized that this process, this anticipation, the impatience, that in and of itself is part of the lesson of not just allowing things to happen naturally or organically or when they're supposed to. Not being able to sit in the discomfort and the uneasiness of like something not happening. And this is a beautiful lesson all in and of itself. When, when that was hitting, I was like, I'm not going to lie. It bugged me a little bit because even then I was like, all right, I know that is this the lesson, but I could still feel that it was with me. And it was a beautiful deep dive experience that I facilitated for myself in Bali that allowed me to scan back past the last 
six months and beyond, even up to a year, just for trace residue of, of stagnant energy, lingering emotions that maybe have not been processed all the way, just a scan because I knew that what was there was subtle, almost like in the feeling, but it's definitely present. And I knew it was there and I knew it was kind of like something that I bypassed, Yeah, you know, something that I didn't pour as much energy or attention into believing that I was like, oh, you know, it doesn't serve me or like, this is where I want to focus without actually fully processing the emotion or whatever it is that's to be felt in that moment. So this four hour deep dive journey was a beautiful experience where I revisited my relationship falling out, leaving the US, you know, leaving my job, deciding what I'm going to, to do next, moving to Bali, moving to Australia, coming back to Bali, all those pieces and every single thing. And I realized that I hadn't given myself the space to fully integrate each of those events. Yeah, because each one was pretty major. Right. And honestly, I didn't feel like it phased me. I was like, I know how to do this. I can process this emotion. And I would do the things to process the emotion. But I feel that anyone, literally anyone who you who is in the personal development industry or business or field or world, if we don't allow ourselves to consistently be the student again, we'll stop growing. Yeah. And there's the other side of it too, which I think I did for quite a few years was not allowing myself to go deep enough into those feelings. It's like, no, I'm going to stay positive. I know mm. there's a lesson in that. So, you know, she'll be right. And yeah, absolutely. Yes, so I, d- I, I did this. a lot of bypassing for a long time. And we don't even realize that we're doing it because we're like, oh no, we're focusing on happy. We're focusing on positivity. We're focusing on good things and things that we like. Yeah. What you're told to do you know when you're abraham hicks it's like no you don't need to focus on that stuff to stay in the light and exactly. that's my nature anyway to focus on the light but yeah i had a few lessons where i had to let myself go into the darkness and wallow in it for a bit and it's not fun but you kind of know you got to do it like you said i feel like it's a necessary fundamental part of being human yeah right so it's experiencing that emotion that energy that feeling so that you can then have an understanding of the opposite, yeah. right? Life is balanced. There's opposites, there's duality, there's polarity. If you didn't know what it felt like to be sad, to be truly sad, how can you actually know what it means to be happy? And that goes with any opposing force or emotion. You know, if we think of the concept of yin and yang, like it can't exist without the other. And this is true of life itself in every way that you want to look at it. Every light casts a shadow. Yeah. It's in a personal choice too, as to how long you stay down there. Like I spent so many years being sad or being an alcoholic or being all these things that I was denying my feelings that now I like to just go down and then get the hell back out. Love it. I'm the same exact way. I was terrible. It was so much easier to just like numb ourselves and like let me focus on this focus on this even when i first started getting the personal development it's like positive 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 i'm not saying it didn't work for a while right we felt good but there's a point where even that good began to plateau and again i didn't realize i didn't see what is it that what am i missing i'm happy i'm positive i'm like doing my gratitude affirmations every single day but i feel that so many people in this world in this industry overlook how important it is to not only just look at the shadow not only just dive into the emotions, but to really acknowledge and accept that this shadow, this darkness, this ego, whatever the hell you want to call it, is a part of us. And it is there to teach us something. Yeah, it's part of that human experience. If we deny it, we're denying the life that we were here to live. Exactly. You deny humanity itself. Yeah. Oh, powerful stuff. I really enjoyed that deep dive. Thank you. (laughs) I did too. So what are you doing now? Like, 
one thing that we have in common is our absolute love for numbers. Mm. And I think you've studied so many different sorts of numerology. I like ascended numerology and I'm only just beginning to learn about that. But share some of your magic with us that makes you, you know, because it is part of who you are. You came here for this. Absolutely. Numerology is definitely a modality that is integral to everything that I do. Not only do I apply its concepts with clients, you know, with coaching or birds or all of these pieces, I apply the concepts in my life. So numerology we know is the study of numbers and how numbers can reveal information and insight on anything essentially. So for me, numerology has supported me in understanding the world on a deeper level. Everything is made up of numbers, right? Yeah. We use them to count, we use them to quantify, we use them to think to measure. Even our DNA is ones and zeros. We are made up of numbers. I believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience in this lifetime. And I also believe that our highest spiritual being, our highest self, or you could call it God or Christ or whatever word, your name you have for it, that highest power, that source, I believe that we are that. We are an expression of that. And that energy source is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving. If that is true, which I believe that this is truth, I also believe that intuition, how it manifests in my experience now, are messages and signs from that higher source. Yeah. Guidance, essentially. Your highest self already knows what's going to happen next, already knows exactly what to do, already has all the answers, right? So when I started learning about numerology, past the life path numbers and the expression numbers and translating somebody's name into numbers, and when I started to really feel into the numbers themselves, I would feel a message from a different digit, each one. It was like a vibration, the yeah. frequency. I'm even getting tingles up my spine as you're saying that. It's so <laughs> It's great. It's like I didn't realize it, but every single time I even just looked at something, numbers came into my head. If I saw the number, it was like a loud ringing, like a buzzing, like throughout my beat. It's like, okay, yeah. But even on an unconscious level, like if I stand somewhere, if I'm looking at something and I don't see actual numbers, but maybe there's bottles spread across the table, I count them, but quickly. In numerology, when we use, like I use the Pythagoras alphabet to translate names. I, I caught myself today, like I'm pretty adept at just calculating the letters, like on license plates, like into numbers. I'm like, all right, that's what that is. You know, some people have called me a human calculator and I don't necessarily understand it as to why it happens that way, but I also don't question it. I trust it. And it's in that trust that could seem blind that that's why I feel that when I deliver, when I share it's so accurate. Yeah. And you know, I think I've been a part of some of your, when you've dived deep in lives on, in Facebook groups and things, and people have come on and I've watched you share and it is fucking powerful. Like you said, you go way past the standard typical numerology and it is way more intuitive and you really feel what you're saying. So yeah, I can attest to that for sure. Thank you. Yes, it's it's wild to me. I feel like the numbers are talking to me. I believe that every number that you come in contact with is a message. Every single one of them. You know, somebody asked me one time, my lot they they said that their analytical mind when they saw numbers, like let's say, isn't it just as likely for me to see eleven eleven as it is for me to see 423 p.m. And what I shared with her was similar to this is that you didn't just happen to look at that time randomly. I don't believe in random. I don't believe in coincidence. 
Yeah, same. No such, right? There's no such thing as coincidence. It doesn't make sense to me. So if you can learn to understand the messages that are in the numbers in your experience, I believe that you can then operate in your daily life on a more abundant level, just like even at a higher vibration. And they come in at different times too. Like I always used to see 22s or 222s and now it's, um yeah, the last week or two, it's all been fives. Mm, adventure, freedom. Ooh, I like that. Yes. It, for me, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't understand it, but I don't feel like I have to. And what I do with it now, alongside of like implementing it with my coaching and my programs, my clients. But also, I just do numerology readings, but I do it on a different level. So I create this full rich PDF, and I let myself dive in a little bit deeper into that person, into that report. I don't mind doing a PDF like Joe where where I just send them the, the document. But for me, I just believe there's just something different in the transmission, right? Yes. Getting on a live call and then just like feeling the message come through like in real time. Well, that's where the intuitive comes into it a lot more, I believe. Absolutely. It's that energy exchange. Yes. I did that series. I did like a, a nine day series of lives on my Facebook, just doing free live readings. And I, I'll tell you what, the only thing that I did before each one was like, take a couple of deep breaths. I didn't know who was going to be on. I didn't know what numbers they were going to ask about. And, and for me, like, that's the thing. It's like, for example, I'm doing live readings. I, I don't have to have a life path number. I don't feel that. I don't have to have this or this or this or this or that. I'm literally just opening myself up and whatever is meant to come through in whatever way is, will be, and I allow it to be. And I'm totally, totally okay with what that might look like. And I believe that that certainty in the trust allows me to then trust at an even deeper level. Yeah, totally. So at a basic level, I know everything's so intuitive to you. Can you give us a quick rundown on what the numbers actually are like the one to nine is it in the sure, absolutely yeah so and just to lay a little bit of context is the way that i could maybe best describe this is probably just physically looking at a number so when you see a one it stands up straight right? it has a strong foundation it's independent it's bold it's the beginning it's a new opportunity it's aligned so one is alignment right one brings a message that there is a new opportunity somewhere around you. yeah we look at a two two is resilience you take the curvature of a two and you think about the base a two, you could probably push it down, right? It would go down and go down and down. A two will bend, but it won't break. Two is support. It's diplomacy. It's tactfulness. It's also sacred union, beginning with the self, because the relationship you have with yourself is the most important relationship you'll have in your entire life. Every other relationship. For every reflect. other. Yeah. Exactly. And two brings a message that you are being tested. We look at a three. There's no straight lines. There's curvature. There's three points. Threes are expressive, curious, artistic, creative, social. Threes symbolic of the divine principle of life as well. Birth, life, and death, heaven, purgatory, and hell. And when three appears, it's usually because there's an opportunity for you to express yourself, whether it's your truth or just express yourself through through creativity. Yeah, yeah love that. Not necessarily in front of an audience. It doesn't have to be in front of an audience, but it's expression. Four is structured. Lines are straight. It knows where it's going. It's grounded. It's present. Solid. It's certain. So when the four appears, it's a message that you're exactly where you need to be, that you are to remain grounded, to be present, and to release any fears, worry, doubts, or hesitations you might have about a situation or decision you may have made because you did that exactly as you were supposed to. Five is adventure. The five is open on both sides. Part of it is straight. Part of it's round. It's dynamic. Freedom, pleasure, experience, travel. Five brings a message that there's probably an opportunity for you to do something new, something exciting, something that you haven't done before, but you maybe you've always wanted to. 
something that might seem radical. And you're encouraged to balance as many of these opportunities as you can while remaining grounded within yourself. Oh, I love that. Six is unconditional love. So if we look at the shape of a six, it's said to be pregnant with love. Oh, I haven't looked at a six like that before. Yeah, it's amazing. It's said to be the cosmic parent. And six, we know, is smooth. It's tender, right? The curves. But notice that the six, the line, if you were to follow that line, it goes back to itself. So the message of the six is to come back to a place of unconditional love, to meet yourself with unconditional love before making any decision, taking any action, or even observing the situation that might be at hand. Come back to love. Seven is universal wisdom. So if we think of maybe when I was little, I used to see like little cartoons, like stick figures of like a, a hermit. So you think he has like the stick with the bag. The seven is kind of shaped like a hermit, maybe with his arm out. If you think of the arm or the stick, and the seven is the bridge between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. So if we look at the seven and how it's diagonal and it goes up, that is that bridge. Now, the flat top part of the seven is what could be translated as the analytical mind. So seven is universal wisdom. Seven tells us that everything is part of a higher plane, right? That universal wisdom that lies within that some of us can't even explain or define, but we just know, right? We just feel it. Yeah. It's part of something bigger. It's bigger than us. So the seven Seven reminds you that it's bigger than you. So can you step outside of yourself? The eight, duality, polarity, abundance, opposites. I love the eight because every single person experiences eight. I mean, we all experience all the numbers. But if you look at life and we look at eight, the number eight, it has a top part, the height, the abundance, the great stuff. Then you have the low part, right? It could be the breakdown, those pieces. Then you have the intersection, crossroads, where you don't necessarily know which way to go. Eights are almost they're usually symmetrical. So at any point in your life, at any given moment, you are somewhere on this eight. You might be feeling low, you might be a little confused, don't know what to do next, or you might be feeling amazing. The message of the eight reminds you that all of life is simple. Oh, that's pretty powerful because I moved into a house number eight recently. Oh, and so everyone's yes. going, oh, that's amazing. That's the number of abundance. And I've like Googled it as I do with everything. It's got its lessons as well, though. So it's not just everything's blissful. There's, there's a Absolutely. lot in the eight. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, at least a lot of people that may I've came in contact with, kind of have the same idea. Maybe, oh, eight's abundance, eight's abundance, eight is abundance. Yes, eight is abundance. How do you appreciate abundance? Right? You have to be able to understand and know what it's like to not have it. It's duality, it's, it's polarities. So the message being that all of life is cyclical and things will continue to move on, things will pass. Know that if at any given point, if you're in one part of this eight, this is a continuous cycle, it's continuous. So if you don't feel abundant, it's there, it's coming, right? If you're confused, the clarity is also there. If you feel amazing, right? It teaches us to be humble because we can step outside for a second and it's like, okay, I feel amazing, express gratitude. You don't get big headed and stay humble. You feel like shit, don't become a victim, right? You're confused. Don't resent yourself for being confused, right? So it's giving you an opportunity to step outside of yourself. And then with that process happening first, there's the abundance awaiting you in whatever form. Yeah, that's perfect. All Nine. of that I have felt this year. <laughs> Thank you. Nine, I, I have to admit, I have a little bit of an affinity for because one, it's my life path number. So I might be a little bit biased. But nine is the completion of a cycle, point at which we return to a new beginning. Nine is a paradoxical number. If you were to take all the digits one through nine and add them all up and reduce down, you'd get nine. Any number multiplied to nine or by nine reduces to nine. And any number added to nine reduces back to the original number. So nine plus three is 12, one plus two is three. Yeah. And this works for anything that you add to the number nine. 
it's interesting. If we think of the shape of a nine, it comes up around, and again, it does come back to itself. And if we were to continue that line, it probably just keeps swirling and swirling and swirling and swirling. Taking the lesson from the eight and understanding that all of life is cyclical. When the nine appears, knowing that it's the completion of a cycle, if you don't want to repeat the same cycle, things get to change. You get to let go. Nine is a message to let go of the old to make room for the new. There's newness. There's abundance. There's adventure. There's experience. It's all there. However, in order to access it, in order for you to be able to hold it, you have to create the space by allowing what no longer serves you or what's no longer good for you to leave. Reminding you that holding on to anything too hard only causes pain. Yeah. And resistance. Yes. I discovered that. I love that. Thanks so much. And it made me realize too, um, there's certain things that I've tried to hold on to, um, mm. abundance being one of them. And the more that I tried and, you know, made it like a struggle to hang on to, the more I resisted it without even realizing it. And it's when I just let go and just went, do you know what? It is what it is. And it suddenly came my way and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, why did it take me so long? Yes, it's massive. And again, I just feel like there's just not enough information being shared about things like that. Because what do a lot of people teach when it comes to manifesting abundance? Affirmations, money dance or something, speak it into existence money rituals, altars, and all these these practices. And yes, those are very effective, but I feel that there's a step that they get skipped. It's like, just for, for, for example, like yourself, you just said you were struggling with the money. You felt like you had to maybe control it or budget it or spread it thin or whatever, whatever that story may have been. And not realizing that relationship with money was then creating the resistance of it, of more of it entering into your life. Yes, because everything's energy, as we know. And so I was doing all these things, like I was downloading these money manifestation meditations and like all of this stuff. And I was doing them religiously, but I was so coming to it from a place of lack. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're in a place of lack, you're in the opposite of what you actually want. Your energy is in the opposite of what you're actually wanting to create. And And you attract more lack. Yeah. And that's exactly what was happening. I was so focused, like, I must do this because I need it, you know, because I don't have it. And so I was doing all the right things, but from a place of lack, which counteracted everything that I was doing. Yeah. And that was something that was like underlying as well. So yeah, I feel like everyone gets to look at things like that again. Yeah. I was chatting to someone and I'm not big on knowledge on the masculine feminine, but she said, yeah, you were coming too much from a place of that masculine, the force, you know, trying to make stuff happen when all you had to do was just bring more of that feminine energy in and let it flow. And the minute Mm. I actually took that step back and released that resistance, everything changed. And that's been in so many different things I was trying to create, whether it was courses or my business, you know, it's not just money, it's everything that I'm doing in my life. If I come too much from a place of force, I'm in the exact opposite of, you know, and you still absolutely have to take action. There's the balance of the two, but yeah, whenever I try and force something, I pretty much push it away. And same goes for most humans. Like, congratulations, you're normal. You're yeah. a human. <laughs> you know, because there's so many people that might think of, of what you just said as, as like a negative trait or as it's like something bad, right? Each of those, those moments is an opportunity for you to do it again, to do it differently and for you to learn again. And what I feel that 
quite like everybody else, it's, it's, it's conditioning. Yes, for sure. And the conditioning is being goal oriented. That's the conditioning. It's the action results mentality that we have deep, 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 deep in our minds that comes from who knows when. Yeah. Right. It's this, it's this idea and this notion of like, in order for something to happen, this has to happen. It has to be action, result, cause, effect. While cause and effect may be true, the way we look at it can shift. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a physical action or something that gets done or that happens before this happens. And what happens is we create that expectation and reminder of what it's supposed to look like, or like, this is, I want this result. I want this to happen, or this is this. And then getting drawn into the expectation then causes the resistance because of the process and then we fall into the loop. Yeah. Cause so many times that I've done that, it's like, it has to look a certain way and it's not looking that way. And it's, that's when the frustration comes in. And like everyone that I've ever spoken with about this sort of thing, sometimes there's a higher purpose, you know, that you didn't get that thing that you were wanting. And it's like, it might seem like a bad thing at the time, but it's such a blessing. You know, there's a higher reason why you didn't get that because there's something better over there and so sometimes you've just got to let go yeah and even as much as we do and continue to practice that we will get to do it again and again and again because the closer it is to you or the more attached you are to it or emotional you are about this project process or whatever the harder it'll be to let go every single time but at the same time like it, it never stops right we know that the work never stops yeah I, like I'm a lot older than you, so I'm about to turn 48. Gosh, on Monday, it's getting close. Really? Yeah. And so um, for me, oh, thanks. There's, yeah, for me, there's uh, obviously I've had a lot of years of resistance. And so for me now, I just get so excited about everything that comes up. And yes, I still feel like crap sometimes. And, you know, there's all these, uh, whatever, you know, I might be feeling sick and everyone's going, oh, it's ascension symptom, be grateful and just go fuck off and get me a Panadol or whatever it is. But there's just so much that happens now that I get excited for, whether it seems like a positive thing or a negative thing. It's life is such an adventure now. So yeah, no wonder I'm seeing fives. Yes. I love it. Life gets to be like that though. Yeah. I feel like we get, we get to be excited about more things. You know, it's kind of like what I said earlier about being the student at the same time, like that inner child curiosity that we have, I, that sense of wonder, I don't feel ever gets to that. And I've been reading a book called That Sense of Wonder, and it's all about finding that sense of wonder within yourself, regardless of your age. And for me, I find that that's something that's just so invaluable, like so, so priceless, like that sense of wonder. When you go to a concert and see your favorite artist live, music so loud you can feel it through your veins. Oh, I love that. When you go and travel to a place you've never been before, you're just taking it all in. There's new sights, there's new colors, there's new people, there's new everything. Sensory overload. These experiences, not only are they flow-like situations, but it has that sense of wonder for you to be able to appreciate it. You know, as humans, the human condition causes us that once we know something, right, or once we learn something, there's almost like a tolerance that gets built up to it. We become jaded in a sense. It's like, oh, I've seen that before, you know, getting surprised. So I believe, and this is something that I, I support all of my clients with as well, is, is really tapping into that sense of wonder. And it's not about being a kid. It's not about that you have to act like a kid, but it's allowing yourself to be fully immersed in a situational experience that causes all of your senses to be stimulated in a way so much so that you can't help but just be. Yeah, that's just beautiful. 
And it makes so much sense. All my life, I felt like a child. I felt really naive and I'm thinking, gosh, I don't feel my age because I felt so childlike and naive. And that's what I guess I was told even, you know, in my thirties by my parents and things, it's like grow up. It's like, but everything was like wonder, that wonderment. And now I've come to realize that's not actually a bad thing. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's what life's about. How incredible that you didn't allow those experiences to to like make you lose that. Yeah. And there, there've been a lot of experiences in the book, Woman Rides that i has just come out. I watched my best friend die at 17 and I haven't actually spoken about that on this podcast before. And it was a couple of weeks before my 18th birthday. So around about now, but 30 years ago, oh, I think I gave up for a long time on life. And so I guess now that's why that wonderment is really coming back like at a cellular level. You know, it's like, I'm back. This is what living is. You know, I can't have just gone through that to not live Definitely. Life's meant for more than just existing. Yeah. So I think I'm a bit of a late bloomer in that. I spent a good 20 years of that beating myself up for that experience and thinking I should have done things differently and numbing myself with drugs and alcohol and all of those things. But then they're all part of that beautiful experience. You know, I've traveled Australia doing that and had some incredible experiences in that, still in that childlike wonder. But um, yeah, it's all coming together now. That's amazing. I couldn't be more excited for you. And me for you too. Like I'm looking forward to this retreat you're doing. Yes, it's going to be epic. It's going to be essentially unplugging from modern day society and the women and reconnecting to not only beautiful, incredible island of Puerto Rico and the culture there, but reconnecting to nature and the four elements. So I'm being called to really just establish and understand the relationships with the cardinal elements and how the principles of their existence play out in everyday world, everyday life, and how they make up everything that we are and that we do. So I really want to take, it's going to be, it's going to be a smaller group. I, I, I don't want a very big or large group. We'd like for it to be intimate and, and deep. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. I'm excited. I just want to take a small group of people across the islands at different sacred sites, bringing breathwork, meditation, yoga, plant medicine, and all the things just for an opportunity to not only have realized that you're wearing a lens of perception, but to have an experience that supports you in shifting and moving that lens so you can experience life on a different level. Reconnecting not only to yourself, but to yourself with a capital S. Yeah. And this world and all that it has to offer. Oh, that's just going to be so amazing. I'm so looking forward to when that happens. Please keep I'll us let you know. up to date. I'll, I'll, yeah. send you, I'll keep you the loop. You'll be one of the first to know. Thank you. And I guess we should also let the listeners know because if anyone wants to experience one of your numerology sessions, I won't call them a reading because they are way more powerful than just a reading. They are an experience. So how can, how can we get in touch with you to experience yes. that as well as you know, keeping the loop about the retreat. Yeah. So Facebook and Instagram are where I'm showing up a lot right now, where you're able to see a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff about numerology on my business page and on my personal page, which is Danny Dang. And on Instagram, I'm at Danny Dang 9313, I believe. But yeah, you can just hit me up and we can dive into a reading. I do different levels. There's different options. It's not just one, one reading, because as you know, the numerology chart is actually very, 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 very yeah. deep. <laughs> like there's so many layers. If somebody's head, it would compare almost similarly to like a natal chart. Like if you get your natal charts done, it's like, I don't know how many pages, like a numerology report would be like a hundred plus pages. Yeah. Like could be easily. 
easily. So there's different levels to the numerology report and the different readings that people can invest at. And not only do I offer diving into your own chart, I do a live intuitive reading as well. It's an option where we can just dive in, drop in and have a conversation and see what numbers are coming through and what it's supposed to tell you in that moment. Oh, that's amazing. Because I think personally, my love for numbers as well, it is one of the most powerful and accurate things you can ever do to dive into your purpose in this life, where you're going next, everything. Numbers are everything for me. Yes. And they don't lie. Mm -mm. Numbers don't lie. Like how else can somebody explain? Maybe, maybe you've never met me before. Let's say you've never met me in my entire life and you had my name, my date of birth. With that information, you could probably tell me more about myself than maybe my own family. Yeah. Right? Without having any any prior knowledge of me whatsoever. And for me, that's just nuts. Yeah, it's incredible. And like I said, when I have been doubting myself, which I did a lot, it was like, okay, I need to find this information on, you know, and I would look to outside sources. So it was just the very basics of maybe a calculator, an online calculator or something like that. And I'd be yeah. trying to find the answers, but it's when you actually sit back and allow those numbers to really embody then the answers come and that's what I love so much about what you do like way more than what any online calculator could ever come up with like it's way deeper than that thank you uh, so thank you so much for your time today it's been such a pleasure and what a perfect episode to have our very first mail on I'm just so grateful for you yes it was amazing thank you so much for having me on Sally uh, it's been a pleasure we so appreciate you taking the time to listen in. It'd be great if you could rate, review, follow, subscribe and share the love.